Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose? Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this before. Hey, Tim. Hey, George. I have a joke on Bitcoin. Okay, let's hear your joke on Bitcoin. Yeah, it requires too much energy to get it. Nice. I like it. <laughs> See? See? The there we go. Stuff. There you go. For those of you who don't know, processing and now obtaining Bitcoins takes a lot of energy. Far more worth... Yeah, I'd say, I guess people are saying that it, it takes a lot more energy to to build or create a Bitcoin than it used to. And they're even wondering if it's worth it. But, you know, don't don't tell that to the North Koreans because yeah. they're making a lot of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, uh, don't don't we have a sponsor? We do have a sponsor, Tim. Excellent. Funny you should say that. All right. Second week in a row. Excellent. You know what, Tim? What's that, George? Oh, COVID has kept us in our houses a lot over the last couple of years, and that has taken a real toll on your home furnishings. So when it's time to upgrade, visit our friends at Sofa King. You'll be so... (laughs) You'll be so fucking happy you stop by. Our prices are Sofa King low, and our quality is Sofa King high. (laughs) You'll be so fucking shocked by our deals. So but you know what? Awesome. But you but 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 you know what, Tim? What's that, George? There's more. I'm sure there is. We also sell beds and mattresses. Cause you know, Tim, you work hard. And at the end of a long day, you are so fucking tired. I really am. And you know what? We have Sofa King many sleep options for you. If you want a bed that's Sofa King hard, it feels like a board, we got those. If you want one that's Sofa King soft, it feels like you're on a cloud, we have those too. So come on down and get a deal that's Sofa King amazing. You'll wish you would have shopped with us earlier. Our goal is to make you so fucking satisfied that you tell all of your friends. We're located on beautiful Lake Komosikama, right next to Master Bait and Tackle. Who subsequently was our, um, you know, they, they provided us with a sponsor last week, right? Or last year. They did. Yeah. They did. So, you know what? Stop by Master Bait and Tackle and then go relax at Sofa King. Awesome. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? We're hoping to get more sponsors, but so far, so good. So far, so good. What are we talking about this, uh, this show? On this show? We are talking about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Thus the Bitcoin joke. 
should I go over to my my uh, Robin Hood and see where my Dogecoin is? Is it Dogecoin <laughs> or Dogecoin? People cannot decide that, and I don't know why. They, they can't. And so that's really, that's an interesting one because that truly is what is considered a meme currency. It was literally made up as a joke and it has a picture of someone's dog on it. So it was kind of originally called like dog coin, but then it turned into Dogecoin or whatever. Um, and still actually being traded like dog e currency coin. Got it. Yes, there we go. The origin of Dogecoin, or yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really disappointed in my you know, uh, friends of the show, right? Um, friends of the show, friends of the yeah. show. I mean, he, dear friend, dear friend, dear friend. Yeah, I mean, you know, Elon. He he's he's a he's a Dogecoin lover. I mean, or at least he was in the past. And uh... well, you know, the, that's what's awesome about our dear friend. Um, he finds something like silly like that, starts tweeting about it, and on, all of a sudden on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> on Saturday Night Live, and the value shoots up. And then everyone's like, oh, this is a joke. <laughs> and then it goes back down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, since I've had it, I've lost um, yeah, not a lot of money, but, you know, I've lost $135.22. So thank you. Thank you, cryptocurrency. So so here's um, so right now, as of this taping, uh, doggy coin. <laughs> is it is it spelled um is at a thir- 13.83 cents per share so but l- let's let's back up a little bit what is cryptocurrency and we should probably preface by saying that we are not going to be providing any guidance or recommendations on investing invest at your own risk yeah, because honestly, we don't know what the hell's going on here. We're certainly not going to try to advise anybody, and, and it's against the law to do so. And if if you're going to do anything with this space, get educated. And even if you get educated, it <laughs> you're still rolling the dice. So what is cryptocurrency? Uh, from a technical perspective... Cryptocurrency is based on the blockchain. We've talked about the blockchain before. For those of you that don't want to get too technical, basically um, the blockchain is a IT infrastructure that um, ensures uniqueness and security. And um, the reason blockchain was used to create a currency was with the goal to remain anonymous. Right. Now, how did something like Bitcoin begin? Well, there's a mythical person out there that had the idea to start a cryptocurrency called Bitcoin. And this is how money works in today's society. 
and we've talked about this a couple times before. There are X number, what, what this person did was created a finite number of Bitcoins. And then somehow convince people that this digital coin actually had some value. So then a marketplace started around Bitcoin. And then people started trading actual dollars for this cryptocurrency. Now, it sounds silly. It sounds made up. And from a logical perspective, a, a good question would be, why would anyone give any value to something that someone just made up? As discussed on the show previously, it's exactly what you're doing with a dollar bill. Absolutely. So there is no gold or silver or copper, for that matter, behind the value of a dollar bill. That's why the government can print as much of it as they want and not have any kind of backing security to it. You can't walk into a bank and say, I want a dollar's worth of silver. It used to work that way, but it doesn't anymore. Back, I believe Richard Nixon made the final cut back in 71, I believe. So your belief that a U.S. dollar has any value is as logical and holds as much weight as a Bitcoin having financial value. Right. That's how you come up with this. Um, now, because of this, other people created uh, cryptocurrency. Now, when Bitcoin first started, it truly was anonymous. There was no tracking. And, and today there is a fair amount of anonymity to a Bitcoin um, or any of these cryptocurrencies. Right. And, right. You, can, and you can use them um, for for transactions in certain marketplaces. Right. It's, it's important to know that the blockchain uh, also serves as a secure ledger, right? So all transactions that happen, no matter what, there is a ledger for it. There is a ledger, but uh, as it, there's some very high profile cases where they can't tell who owns it. So... <laughs> you have a digital wallet that you hold this digital currency in and if you lose it or forget your password and after 10 tries can't get in poof that goes away well and wouldn't that be kind of like um flushing money down the toilet you know um you can't get it back and no one's going to give it back to you um you know there's it's kind of the same thing it, it is but each coin you flush down the toilet at today's prices are worth about $40,000. Well, sure. So um, there's a famous case of someone that got some when they were worth virtually nothing and then threw his computer out with the all the information for his uh, 
for his bitcoins and i believe is still currently offering uh, a lot of money to the garbage dump in which the said computer went to um in in the hopes that someday he will get the hard drive back good luck yeah right and once they're gone they're gone because these are unique right uh you can't it's not going to get reissued right they can't be recovered they can't be recovered so um now the all governments do not look very kindly upon any kind of currency that cannot be tracked and thus not taxed um so a lot of governments ours included have gotten much more aggressive in having people report if they invest or own any cryptocurrencies especially if the value has gone up so that they can tax it um that's in this year i believe was really the first year that they really went after people uh and and were very deliberate in ensuring people knew that they had to report that um now why is cryptocurrency even interesting if you've listened to our previous podcasts you'll know that we've talked about the metaverse you'll um you'll know about a lot of the technologies that we talked about ai so forth in no uncertain terms our economy is going to change very very drastically very very quickly in a metaverse model if you if you haven't listened to our, our show on the metaverse first of all you you should be ashamed of yourself completely ashamed and second of all in fact stop we'll, listening right now and yeah go back go back go back <laughs> so <clears throat> this is this is episode number 10 th- yeah oh it, it's our 10th anniversary yeah our 10th it's show 10th show yeah so first of all how dare you right and second of all for those of you who may have listened but forgot the um the metaverse at least what it promises to be is a series of online places with the ultimate goal the stated goal is to merge online and reality so basically an augmented reality now in order to do this um using today's social media um locations you would be able to go from google hangouts to facebook to twitter to um instagram in all these different worlds seamlessly that's kind of the grand plan now think about it you can go to each of these places and there is going to be commerce in each of these places so let's say you go to the metaverse target store which i'm sure they will have or walmart or whatever your favorite retailer is um you are going to actually be able to buy things um and then either have them delivered to you or picked up at the store whatever 
least that's the theory of how this is going to go. You're going to need to be able to pay for this. And each of the places right now, a lot of them are trying to figure out what the currency is going to be. Um, a lot of a lot of sites are trying to create their own currency to kind of get a corner on the market and to get more margin and blah, blah, blah. Cryptocurrency fits perfectly with this new world because it's part of the blockchain. It's digital already. You're not doing a transaction on a credit card. You don't have to go to processors. Stores don't have to pay um, all these fees. Basically what you're doing is you're moving it from one ledger to another ledger. It's a transfer. So in theory, this is the perfect currency for a digital world. Except. Except. <laughs> there's no regulatory framework. Yes, there's, there's no government buy-in. There's no, um, you know... Uh, oversight within any um, multinational um, banking framework. Uh, companies are not very clear on, I mean, even Elon, friend of the show, Elon doesn't even, you know, he, he's on again and off again about accepting cryptocurrency as a form of payment. Um, so there's some, there's some challenges. And this is new stuff. This is very new stuff. This, this this didn't exist, what ten years ago? I mean, maybe ten years ago, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely no. I mean, it was around, but it was definitely in its infancy. I mean, it was a bunch of nerds saying, "Oh, let me let me put a mine miner on my my laptop and see if I can get a Bitcoin," you know. And for those of us who had four or five of them in a wallet, and then you know, um, threw the computer away. <laughs> Uh, don't tell that to my fiance. She'll come in here and beat me. Uh, not that you know anyone that that happened to. No. Uh, right. <laughs> I, so, uh, I'll, I'll definitely uh, be quiet on that one. <laughs> but, but it was kind of a pretend thing. It was, you know, uh, who knew? And, and, but as the technology matured, as the worldwide buy-in uh, emerged. And there are some shady parts of this you because or, originally um, not to pick on Bitcoin, but I, Bitcoin was the, the big player. Bitcoin was one of the first that I remember that could actually be converted into real currency. And because and, of that, yeah, um, on another one of our shows, you're exactly correct. On another one of our shows when we talked about, you know, security and cyber security, cyber threatscape, that kind of stuff. We're starting to see, and we have been seeing, not starting, we've been seeing for a while now, um, a lot of bad actors out there um, doing, you know, malware attacks on large organizations and those large organizations are getting ransomware and that ransomware gets paid by what? Crypto. Yep. Yeah. It, Cause it's untraceable. You don't know where it's going. <laughs> Once it's out of your account, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And one of the 
first places to accept crypto Nigeria. Nigeria. Well, for Nigerian prince, the poor guy. Um, but uh, there was a, a bunch of websites on the dark web. Yeah. And there still are. Uh, but I think one of the most famous was one called Silk Road. Yep. Um, and that has since been cracked down upon, but uh, others have taken its place. And this truly was a black market uh, dark website where you could get literally anything. And um, it, uh, it, it was the dark side of crypto. The absolute dark side of crypto. Um, but for people that are libertarians or um, want as little government interference and as possible, this is kind of the digital way of paying cash. Right? Because it's nobody's business what I spend my money on. <laughs> so um, there is an upside to it. But more and more governments are, are trying to crack down on it. The reality is, is you've got this infrastructure and a country can literally overnight say, we will not allow that in our country. Yeah. And, you know, to everyone's point, there is starting to become... Uh, an acceptance of cryptocurrency and there is starting to become markets that have opened up to it obviously um, in the in UK in the United States there are markets that are uh, accepting uh, Bitcoin as currency um, you know and a lot of it is uh, welcome some of it's not welcome but you know regardless good bad or indifferent um, it's here and uh, so the framework is starting to be built and just um, just today. So it's always smart to follow the money and to see who is validating what. Goldman Sachs, one of the world's largest um, investment banks, opened up a cryptocurrency desk to follow and look at ways to um, get involved in cryptocurrency. And today, they announced that they approved their first Bitcoin-backed loan facility. So they are going to look at Bitcoin as a asset to borrow against. That's really a big deal. That, that's crazy. That's 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 crazy <laughs> from the perspective of um, it's it's amazing how far it's come. And, and there, it also says that they're exploring to see if NFTs here we go can be NFTs used again. Can be used as financial instruments. Yeah, I know, I know. But we talked about NFTs are really smart contracts. Yeah. So don't worry about the stupid stuff that they're selling as nfts and we talked about how nfts which are related they're kind of a cousin they use the same infrastructure blockchain infrastructure as crypto um would be used as smart contracts for a lot so once 
listen to that episode too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but cryptocurrency is there is a need for a digital currency for the world that's coming. Now, just like everything else, governments hate losing power. So governments all over the world have tried to insert themselves into the crypto um, into the crypto environment. Uh, the U.S. is officially looking and has uh, approved money to look into a U.S. digital currency that would replace U.S. dollars completely. The U.K. is doing the same. I believe most other countries are pretty close behind if they're not already doing it. What does this mean? This means that Every U.S. dollar out there eventually would be converted into a new crypto dollar. So U.S. CD, whatever that the, they're going to call it, U.S. crypto dollar. Right. Okay. Um, scary thing is most of the money that people have is in electronic form anyway right now. Yeah. I mean, you might you might sure. carry some cash around, but it's a balance in a investment account, savings account, checking account. Uh, so you can use your ATM card. You don't really have paper. Yeah. And I mean, let's think about it. I mean, even ATM card, what, what is an ATM card these days? Right. I mean, those cards you carry around, it's got a chip. Um, it's, it's an encrypted chip. That's got your banking information. Um, and you know, um, it's it, there's also wireless technology built in that chip where you just touch it, and uh, you know, obviously data is exchanged, but it's all zeros and ones, and it's zeros and ones pulling, you know, digital currency out of out of your bank account. I mean, there's no difference between digital currency from a. Um, from the perspective of, hey, I'm going to go into my checking account and transfer $10 to a friend's account, that's digitally transferring something. There's not real money being transferred. So, I mean, no. you're, we're basically there already. We are there. And it's the same. If, that's a great point, Tim, because if you use a transaction uh, using a debit card. Venmo. You're, you're, you're taking it from your bank account. You're moving it from the bank, your bank account ledger to the company's ledger. Venmo, you're moving it from your bank account ledger to your friend's bank account ledger. It, you're right. It, we're pretty much there, and this is more secure. So, but, um, and this is, <laughs> Tim and I were talking about this. Um, this is where uh, I, I get to sound paranoid. This is the part I love. Um, what was discussed, even in the initial um, investigation of creating a U.S. digital currency, was the fact that it could be programmable, and that was in, that was said. That wasn't implied. That was 
directly said that this cryptocurrency could be programmable. So what define, yeah, define programmable a little deeper there. So what does programmable mean? That means that rules could be put on this currency of what you can use your money on. So an example of that would be George drives too fast, so um, he's not allowed to buy a Ferrari. He's only allowed to buy a Toyota. Yes. Okay. And and um, because I drive so fast, they don't want me driving very much at all. So I'm only allowed X number of dollars of petrol a month. Or if you're an EV, X amount of electric per cycle. Yes. Uh, or that's one way to keep you off the road. Oof. Yeah, right. <laughs> or uh, I went to the doctor. My cholesterol's high. No more Kentucky go, Fried Chicken for you. And uh, that's what taken taken to taken to the level that's technically possible. If I go to pay for a Kentucky Fried Chicken meal, that transaction could be denied. Isn't that a little alarmist, though? Yes and no. Think of how think of how polarized we are right now. Think of how much more crazy people are today than they were even 10 years ago. Right. I mean, you've got, you've got people that are becoming extremists on, on all sides of the political spectrum. But let me ask the question. It, were they always like that or were they always, well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me finish this thought. I know where you're going. Were they always like that and they never had a platform to speak from, meaning a digital platform to speak from? That's a great point. That is a great point because traditionally you had the bell curve. You had the nuts on the left, you had the nuts on the right, and you had the majority of people that formed the the big part of the bell in the middle. And I believe that's still true. Yeah, me too. But but you got the nuts on the left and the nuts on the right that do have a platform and a megaphone. Yep. You're right. Oh, yeah. I was about to say a bigger megaphone. Absolutely. And because of that, they get people riled up and are are able to raise ridiculous amounts of money. And at some point, sanity has to prevail. Speaking of raising ridiculous amounts of money in social media... Congratulations to Elon Musk for buying Twitter because he's going to fix it all now, right? He is. And I, you know, I offered him, I told him I could, you know, hey, buddy, if you're a little short, you know, I could throw in like 50 bucks. I can help you out, my man. He didn't need it, but I was there for him. He'll come back around. It's fine. You'll be good. You know what? Yeah. You know, at some point he's going to need that 50. I'm, I'm there for him. But it, it, but the the fringe sides of 
the conservatives, the fringe side of the liberals, bigger megaphones. Bigger megaphones. And so that's when you say, is that just being paranoid? Um, you've seen, and this goes back since the beginning of our country, you've seen fringe groups take over. You've seen it in prohibition. You've seen it in McCarthyism. You, you've seen it in um, giving, uh, giving corporations the ability to be considered a person, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, the Boston Tea Party was a radical idea at the time. And, you know, I guess when the victor wins you know the person who wins he who's the victor right they get to rewrite history history. yeah and and so okay and so think of it this way um in a situation like that let's go back to tea party let's say they would have had programmable cryptocurrency they could have stopped anyone in the colonies from buying gunpowder or steel to make bullets, or you know what I'm saying? Right. It does sound crazy, but the world isn't exactly behaving in a sane manner right now. So, um, but, but my question is was it, and this is probably a discussion for another show, but was it always sane, or is there just a bigger megaphone? My feeling was there was more tolerance for people with opposing views in the past. Um, I absolutely disagree with that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Actually, actually I do agree with that. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And because of that, you know, I think ironically people allowed other people to have differing opinions because they were stronger willed they were stronger they had more confidence in themselves and their own opinion it's like now if you don't agree with me you're a you know put in whatever terrible word you want to put in there for someone on the opposing side and not only are you wrong i'm going to destroy you (laughs) right you know and and honestly, mm-hmm. not that long ago, or it was, or destroy your message. Yes. Yeah. And you know, not that long ago, it was. I feel confident enough in my position that I'm willing to have a discussion with you, not an argument, a debate, a, a debate, and a discussion about this issue, because I feel strong enough in my side. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to listen to you. I'm not going to shout you down. You know, and so when you ask, am I being paranoid about this? No, I'm not. I, I, it sounds like it, but I mean, you've heard people say stuff like we got to get rid of all meat and go to a plant-based, all plant-based food. Actually, and that's great. I actually, Listen, I we, actually had plant-based chicken nuggets um, yesterday and I actually thought they were pretty good. Yeah. And you know what? I eat black bean burgers all the time. But I'm not going to force somebody to do that. Right. And, you know, I think 
we are pretty deliberate with <laughs> the topics of our shows. And so a lot of people might be listening to this one and might be saying, you know, where are these guys going? They're really getting off the path here. And really, we're not. It is we're not absolutely a domino effect of technology impacting the human condition. Read our byline to our show. Yes. We're talking about yeah. the human condition here. And <clears throat> George, I think what you're trying to say, and I don't want to speak for you, but I think what we're trying to say is, you know, um, without the right framework and without the right oversight, cryptocurrency could be used um, to really um, do the same amount of damage that social media has done, but in a much more effective way. Yeah, because, and, and you're, you, Tim, you hit it right on the head. Everything we talk about, be it um, artificial intelligence, be it the metaverse, uh, be it NFTs or belief systems, it's all, it is about the human condition. And it's about, and what, what did we always say? Who is our, who is our target listener? We want the person with the open mind. We want the independent thinker. We don't want someone that's going to check a box and say, I am a this. Because ultimately, those are the people that really move societies and science. And that's why we got into techie fields, because we have to keep our minds open and take a look at the facts. And when things change, your opinion is going to change because you got different data, right? <clears throat> so, absolutely. So, all these things are different pieces to the same puzzle. And we just need to keep our eyes open. And as, as we kind of talked about, with these technology, technological changes that are coming, it is going to cause more disruption than any other generation has ever seen in the history of the world. And, and I'll be honest with you, man. For as much as I love technology... You kind of want to just invest in some silver and gold bars and throw them in <laughs> like a vault in a mountain someplace, you know, and just be like, well, if it all goes belly up, <clears throat> then at least I got that to fall back on. Yeah. yeah, Tim, I think a lot of people are feeling they want that little cabin away from everything because things could get nutty, right? Yep. And... So I, I really believe that the techno technological disruption that is going to happen, the biggest risk is going to be the old established power structures that are going to have no idea how their power just disappears. Right. And, a lot of and they're that, going to try to hold on. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and they should. They should try to hold on for as long as they can, because that's called a, a check, and then there's a balance, and so you know we we look at the the old way of banking. You know, um, we always think of, or at least I always think of, you know, the bank in the middle of you know nowhere. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in the West, right, and they've got a vault in the back, right. I mean, if yeah. that bank got robbed, um, the money was gone. No one gets yeah. the money back. And then they come up with a system where, you know, money was federally backed. And then if that bank got robbed, 
okay, we'll go catch those bad guys. But in the meantime, let's insure that bank and that stabilize the banking system. So yeah. they're going to they're gonna have to go through that level of checks and balances with the new crypto framework. And they've already begun that process, but we're nowhere near that. And yeah. I think to... Um, to build integrity into the system and to build checks and balances and to make sure that the system could really hold up, it's going to take much longer than what is generally thought of as being, yeah. you know, acceptable time frame. Yeah. And, and they, they're really going to have to address this whole programmable thing because um, one thing that we know people want their freedom. Even if it's just perceived, people want their freedom. And if you, if there is even the hint that people's resources can be controlled, that's going to cause, that's going to cause a lot of trouble, I think. Right. And, you know, that's just going to be distrust right off the bat where you're going to have a lot of development in that technology is going to be in the capital markets. You know, the 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 countries and markets that embrace capitalism, uh, because when you have a free and open market, generally speaking, history has shown us. Right. Math doesn't mm -hmm. lie. Um, those are the most innovative patches of society that exist. But if you have areas in which, um, you know, that innovation is restricted and you have regulation in place and oversight and, you know, government involvement, like, you know, I'll name a couple places, North Korea, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. you know, China, um, places like that. Uh, let's, let's call it Russia. Um, you're going to, you're going to have a stagnant, you know, um, evolution of the technology. And those are actually probably things that those governments really want. They want those controls. They want to be able to really understand where the money is going and why are people are buying things and, and what's going on, which is a really scary thing. Ironically though, China has really not embraced cryptocurrency. Oh, they, they, I believe they banned any kind of trading of Bitcoin. Right. And that's and funny. Yeah. And that's funny to me because, you know, um, it, 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 it's because it's out of their control, but you yeah. know, I would, would not be surprised if you saw a Chinese Bitcoin and it's controlled by the Chinese. Oh, government. and there will be, and oh, there yeah, will yeah. be because, For sure. and, and so, you know, the, so the upside of cryptocurrency um could be since it should truly be universal since it um should be fairly anonymous it's kind of a democrat democratization of the financial industry because you don't have banks that are getting in the middle you yes yeah, decentralized and, and, right yeah and so uh, what what does it mean does it help or hurt poverty i don't know does it help or hurt economic growth not sure jury's still out um but what it does is it really makes 
borders and empire builders that want all this land kind of obsolete because if crypto is is um adopted and maybe we settle on one or two it's a common denominator throughout the whole world right right and um maybe it helps poor countries uh not have to deal with their currency being worthless every five years well and let's just be honest in as you said poorer countries less developed countries third world countries is the local form of currency really trusted right now anyways no no. so i think they they, they try to use u.s dollars whenever possible right or or whatever you know in french right in french controlled areas you know or right euros or, or u.s dollars but i think that's a really interesting point you bring up you know in areas where you know the Sudan, right? Who, who, or yeah, you know, who wants to use money issued by whatever's government is currently in control of Sudan, right? So yeah. the idea here is that if it's a cryptocurrency um, that is universal, um, this may help those stabilize those third yeah. world areas and really create development. And it. I, I believe it totally uh, facilitates moving towards the technological future that we all know is inevitably coming. <laughs> um, you won't have, again, you'll, you'll have one currency. It'll be electronic, native electronic. Right. 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 Um, and it'll fit right in with building this new digital economy. So, but again, there's, there's dark sides to everything, but I, it's, it's really important to know how cryptocurrency works. Um, a lot of people are investing in it. A lot of people are making money. A lot of people are losing money. Um, Sounds like the stock market. Uh, yeah, except it's, it's, it, they're, they're having a hard time figuring out what to base the value on. <laughs> well, right. <clears throat> so, um, you know, within, I'm looking at the five year chart on Bitcoin and five years ago, it was $1,500. It had gone up to 62,000 or 64,000, almost 65,000. So from 1500 to 65,000, and now it's down to 39,000. Yeah. And, and I mean... Well, and, and just like our, and just like the the general stock markets in our more traditional, um, you know, uh, methods of of banking, right? Our banking infrastructure. When there's uncertainty, there's um, always fluctuation. And right now, um, I bet if you were to go look at gold prices and silver prices, um, I know this for a fact because I did it yesterday. Um, you would find that gold and silver are probably at the highest since 2012 and actually gold and high. See your dog. Every my time my dog coin. Yep. Dog, dog coin. coin. 
That's a dog coin. <laughs> um, every time, um, you know, the economy has challenges or there's there's a uh, uh, uncertainty in the market, you're going to get that fluctuation where m- precious metals are going to spike. 2012 was the last time yet you saw it. And even now today, it outpaces 2012 for for precious metals. So one one. I think you bring up a good point. What should we base the the cryptocurrency off of? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious what one could base cryptocurrency off of, but there there would have to be a lot of reworking of the financial systems. And I just I don't know for a digital for a digital medium, um, it that's a hard call. It is, but it's this is all being driven by individuals. And that, that's the interesting thing about crypto. Um, the financial industry is not the one that's pushing this or manipulating it. Uh, this is kind of almost a, a grassroots type movement, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, the, because... the, minute, the minute, though, that the governments get involved, which they have, um, yeah. it, it, it goes, it moves away from that and it becomes more of a, and I hate using this term, but I'll use it for the purposes of this conversation, a more normalized <laughs> um, process. Yeah, and they, you know, whenever they make it normalized, that means it's controlled and manipulated and loses what it was supposed to be. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and if you want to see if you want to see a convergence of even some of the things that we've been talking about, um, you know, when we're talking about cryptocurrency and we're talking about you know other things that we've talked about on the show, um, it was recently announced that you know Japanese automakers and I you know cite Japanese automakers because you know at this point Toyota and Nissan are the largest. You know, Toyota is one of the largest car companies in the world, um, next to Volkswagen, of course, right? Uh, which I believe is the largest in the world. Um, and you know, they they've unre- unveiled Toyota and Nissan have unveiled metaverse plans. So they're hmm. going to be moving <laughs> digital showrooms to the metaverse as soon as they can develop them. We all know there's no such thing as the metaverse right now, but there's the conceptual idea of the metaverse, and with that. 3D augmented reality, um, blockchain is there, as is cryptocurrency. And so, you know, you see governments and large companies kind of aligning themselves for these creative, limitless possibilities of where technology may take us. And really, this is the intersection of design and banking and technology. And and this kind of fits real nicely with what we were talking about if like we said with target now we're talking about nissan and toyota having their virtual stores where you could buy real goods and if crypto were completely integrated it it would be a done deal yeah and people might might, people might ask well why would i want to why would I want a virtual sh- showroom? Why would I want a virtual store? And, you know, part of that is, you know, I mean, I mean, have you been living the last two years? I mean, if, <laughs> yeah. if have you tried to buy a car, right. If coronavirus or a variant or a variant of a variant of a variant 
besides to rear its ugly head, what does that do to business? And I think that's a really interesting question. What it does is it insulates the business from those types of um, uncertainties, meaning that if there is a coronavirus mm, or yeah. a novel virus that comes back out, they'll be less impacted by that, which means our capital markets will be less affected by it, which means that our economies of scale will be more um, will be more um, insulated from, you know, uh, the uncertainty. And therefore, you're not going to have so many fluctuations, high versus low. Um, I think it's a good thing. Um, I think it's an interesting way to use technology, but um, it's it's definitely using everything that we've talked about. And it it puts all these pieces together. It, it really and and not that that we're we have a vision into everything. It's just one of the thing, cool things about the show is it forces us to do research in a lot of um, different topics on a lot of different topics that are of interest of us. And it seems like all these topics are interrelated. And I don't think that we thought that when we, we were looking at the topics for this show. No. But they, they do seem kind of inter, all interrelated and leading towards kind of an inevitable reality <laughs> right which is kind of cool it, it not that the reality or, or the outcome is going to going to be you know awesome i think that there is some scary stuff that could happen but i think it's kind of cool that this kind of the path that we just happen to stumble upon right where do we go from here boy That's a good question, Tim, because um, as we said, a lot of these pieces, the metaverse, uh, our topic today, cryptocurrency, um, things like electric cars, um, NFTs, all these things still need to be defined. I think they're doing a good job of defining it. Um, <clears throat> uh, Gibraltar, right? They're one of the largest uh, cryptocurrency hubs in the world at this point. And yeah, you're right. I mean, even I think two days ago, I was reading that they are, you know, um, uh, implementing uh, new uh, rules and regulatory to deal with market manipulations and this is mm. two days ago as of april 28th 2022 so you know um yeah that's that's a good point so you know something just struck me tim mm -hmm. so part of me when i was younger was and i guess you never realize it when it's in your time part of me was like you know boy that would have been really kind of cool to have been around in like the fifties because in the fifties there was such a huge societal shift from, you know, it was post-wars just after the war, but cars went from being blah to muscle cars in the sixties. 
um, technology was really starting to make its way into the home. And, and, and you look at that kind of like a, um, a moment in time of monumental shifts. And we are definitely in probably the biggest technological shift. And I know we are in the history of ever. But I think we've become so accustomed to technological miracles that we don't really realize how much change is happening all around us because we've kind of just gotten used to it. But people looking back, you know, people that are going to look at this period are going to say, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, my gosh. I mean, I, yeah, I am, too. Well, but you know what? You and I are looking at this stuff. We're studying it. You know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, the, the new iPhone came out and it's got all these new features and and that's pretty cool. But they're not looking at the infrastructure, the under part, the, what right. made that happen. Right. You know? Yep. But I, I think that, that we really are in a state of just um, we're taking a lot of things for granted that we really should be just amazed with. Yeah. And, and, you know, some things we haven't even hit on is, you know, medical technology and how it's um, become very um, uh, advanced within the last two years. Some of oh, the, yeah. some of the things that we'll be talking about in the future will be, you know, <laughs> where, where things are going. Um, and I don't want to give away too much, but uh, it's, you know, um, will we have cancer in 25 years? Um, and, you know, we, we may still, and I'm sure we will, but we probably won't have the common cold. I'll, I'll get, I can pretty much put money on that one. The common cold will probably be gone. Yeah. Well, or treatable, right? Way, way more treatable or. Yeah, that's what I mean. Much, like much less severe. Right. right. Instead of it yeah. being like a five or seven day thing, it's a, it's a, it's an eight hour thing, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other thing that we're going to do is we're also going to look back. And so one of the things we're going to talk about are things that are forgotten. So, um, as we talked about before, Tim is a big audiophile. Um, the art of listening to high quality music is something a lot of people have never experienced. And if you think that you got great headphones on your phone, trust me, that's not a great audio experience. We're going we're gonna to rock your world on this one. Yeah. And, you know, what's old is new again. <laughs> um, I know my kids have never really heard really high quality stuff. And it would blow their, I know it would blow their mind. And so we're also going to introduce kind of forgotten technology that is really rewarding. So that's going to be, we're, we're going to look forward, but we're also going to look back. But as we're looking back, 
uh, we're looking at the newest technology applied to um, older applications, if you will. Right. Right. Does that sound right? No, no, that's dead on. I agree. So, you know, for you steampunkers out there, listen up because it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. So, cryptocurrency. Um, well, th- I think this is going to be something that we're going to talk about again. Oh, yeah. We oh, will have it, a follow up to this because it's just starting. You know, I mean, it's already started. We shouldn't say it's just starting, but I mean, it really is in its infancy. And, you know, this was a high level, you know, uh, just a you know 10 year in review kind of thing where we're at state of state of the situation right now but it's <laughs> yeah. it's definitely we we can go technically much deeper we can go uh you know philosophically much deeper if we want but i i i don't think it's really necessary right now because it's going to be interesting to see where the pivots and where the turns are going to be wait wait hold on hold on hold on <laughs> Um, I just saw an article. Number one metaverse crypto to buy now. Are you kidding me? See, there you go. As we talk, when was that article released? Just out of curiosity. Uh, let's see. Fall, uh, I think it was today. <laughs> I think it was today. See, there you go. So as we're, yeah, and you know, I mean, that's fine. People are going to write what they want to write. And, you know, companies, uh, Meta, and, you know, many other companies are going to do their own thing. And it, it's just it's just going to be interesting to see where everything goes. But um, um, it, it, it's changing for sure. And this is just at the beginning. That's the point. Yeah. And if um, what we want to do is we want to give you a taste. But. Is there money to be made in this? Boy, this has been like a yo-yo lately. I mean, this uh, last week, some a lot of these cryptos just got crushed. Uh, and some of them are bouncing back up. Just do your homework. Honestly, I think a lot of the crypto investors um, are just kind of rolling the dice out there. And they hear, hear something and they throw money at it and hope for the best. You know who's going to make money out crypto? People who can buy a lot of it. And and hold it. Right. That that's the difference. Um before when crypto was, you know, in its infancy, I mean really in its infancy, it was obtainable by anybody. Now in you know, I read I read about a um uh, a group of people or maybe one person in his early twenties, I think in Texas, he was literally powering his crypto um uh, mining, uh, you know, data center mm-hmm. by using oil and gas that was coming out of the ground. <laughs> I mean, but it was in Texas. So are you surprised? No, I'm no. not. Uh, right. Um, but I mean, so there's many innovations, good, bad, and different. W- would I use, you know, fossil fuels to try to create a Bitcoin? Probably not, but that's just me. Um, I may have different morals, <laughs> but but I'm not saying that person doesn't have morals. I'm just saying they're different morals. The reality, though, is young market. We'll see where it goes. I'm interested in to see, you know, where uh, cryptocurrency is in five years because it's going to be very different. 
Oh, it's going to be very different. And honestly, um, let's say the U.S. and the European Union or whatever um, create their digital currency. What does that do to the value of something like Bitcoin? Yeah, it's going to go. It's going to it's going to shoot in one direction or another. We which one it is. We don't know. <laughs> right. But um, be cautious. That's all. Yep. Be cautious. Yep. So, all right. I think we're good. I think we're good, man. Um, I thought this was pretty good. I thought we got through some a lot of uh, the the conversations. Always lead us to some really interesting places. <laughs> you they know, do. they do, and uh, you know, and and uh, a lot of those places will be upcoming shows. They will be, and you know, Tim, it's really interesting. I did not. And certainly we didn't plan this, but it is all kind of painting one picture, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all different pieces of the same puzzle. And I, I would not have guessed that going into this. No, no. That's kind of cool, dude. Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. <laughs>